Welcome to the School Food Rocks podcast, a platform where we will discuss all things school food related and how we can improve school food on a national level. This is the School Food Rocks podcast. Welcome back to the School Food Rocks podcast. This is your host, Joe Urban. Joining me again today as co-host is Lauren Kushwa. If you know anything about Greenville, you know we have been on a mission to reinvent school food and help others throughout the country do the same for well over a decade now. We believe all students deserve the highest quality food possible so that they're able to be successful in their long academic days. It's no secret that students who are well-nourished are better focused, experience less behavior issues, and are tardy and absent less often. They also perform better academically on standardized tests. We also believe that students are more inclined to consume the food they receive when they are served high-quality, trendy food that is presenting very well. In addition to providing a wide variety of fresh fruits, veggies, and salad bars in our program, we are proud that we incorporate the highest quality proteins possible on our menus. If you follow us at all, you also know that I am a chef ambassador for the Certified Angus Beef brand. CAB is a nonprofit organization owned by the American Angus Association and its farmer members. I proudly tout the fact that we are the first and the only K-12 school district in the nation to be a licensed certified Angus beef provider. That means that 100% of our beef offerings on our menus meet the extremely high quality standards necessary to be graded as certified Angus beef. I'm excited to have Blake Dixon on the show today. Blake is the Southeast Executive Account Manager for Certified Angus Beef and is an industry expert on all things related to the CAB brand. I work very closely with Blake on a regular basis. He has helped connect me with some of the cattle ranchers responsible for raising the amazing beef we serve in our program. He's connected me with beef manufacturers to develop new products for our program and helps connect me with innovative chefs throughout the country. All of this in an effort to help push our program forward. This is going to be an amazing, amazing show. So let's go. Mr. Blake Dixon, welcome to the School Food Rocks podcast. How are you doing today, sir? Great. Thank you, Joe. Uh, we got Lauren joining us here. Hello. There's a lot of questions. We're going to talk everything certified Angus beef today, and we're going to help the nation understand why we do what we do. And we have probably one of the, the nation's premier experts, I'm just going to say it, uh, here with us today. Uh, he laughed, but he he has forgotten more about quality beef than I'll ever learn in my life. So we're lucky <laughs> to have him. Um, so, Blake, let's just go ahead and get started. Tell tell our listeners a little bit about you, what your background is, and, and uh, how you became to be part of the Certified Angus Beef brand. Sure. Well, thanks for uh, having me here today. I've been real excited about this and, and uh, look forward to this conversation. So my background, like you, Joe, is is in the culinary uh, arena. I went to school at the Culinary Institute of America uh, up in New York uh, back in 1980. I graduated in 1983. Uh, had never thought about getting in the meat business at all. At that point, I wanted to be a chef. Uh, uh, as I got into it, working those 90-hour weeks, you know, as we all do and did, uh, it wasn't really conducive to being, you know, married, having a family life, all that. So 
I ended up leaving the the, the chef world and, and went to work for a uh, a distributor of uh, of meat, a meat distributor locally in, in my hometown of Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, I've really only had four jobs since then. I, I worked for one company for about 15 years. Uh, we sold upscale uh, meats and gourmet products to go with it, cheeses, all that kind of stuff. But after that, I focused primarily on, on meat. That would be beef, pork, chicken, veal, lamb, you know, all the wild game, things like that. Uh, through my entire career, I have sold certified Angus beef. Really, there's only one five-year uh, point in my career of uh, 35 years in this business that I didn't actually sell certified Angus beef. Uh, that's when I was working for a distributor that was not licensed at the time. But uh, my most recent jobs before coming to certified Angus beef was was Buckhead Meat uh, and, and Seafood. that's owned by Cisco Corporation. Spent 10 years with that group. Uh, was the CAB specialist for them at that time. Uh, I uh, was sales director for Buckhead in North Carolina, uh, in South Carolina, <clears throat> got rolled into Cisco and then and became the CAB specialist. In that role, I got to meet all the folks up in, in Worcester, Ohio, where we're based and everything. And I was up there doing uh, what we call the the Masters of Brands, the MBA. You're familiar with it? I am. I want to I, I want to go through that. I know you do. <laughs> it's only for salespeople, though. So that's the that's the thing. But anyway, when I was up there, I just uh, they offered me a job, and I've been there for a little over eight years now, and uh, just the greatest job in the world. I love love the company and all the people involved. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into more about it because uh, Greenville County is the first and only K twelve school district in the nation to ever be uh, licensed to, to serve certified Angus beef, and we tout that quite often um, for for a reason. And we get asked a lot of times, you know, why certified Angus beef? Why not I serve Angus beef too? And why is yours better than mine? And you know, so we get this out of the way real quick. So. We are, like I said, the only school district in the country currently licensed to serve certified Angus beef. 100% of our beef offerings are certified Angus beef. We were at a school today. You got to see our uh, our nacho bar today that features uh, certified Angus beef taco meat and also our quarter pound certified Angus beef cheeseburgers were on that bar as well today. So we believe that it's our responsibility to provide our students with the highest quality food possible at all times. That includes fresh fruits and uh, vegetables. That includes, you know, high quality proteins, whether they be whole muscle chicken, um, certified Angus beef, or wild-caught Alaskan seafood. You know, we, we believe is our responsibility to operate these programs in a way that provides our kids with the greatest nutrition possible. So, a uh, number of years ago, we decided, you know, that it was time to start attacking uh, our beef products, our, uh, really all proteins. You know, we got we got to beef. We said, okay, we need to improve upon the quality of food we're serving our kids. This was early on in our transition, and you know, we looked at our burger. At that time, we were we were buying a uh, USDA provided pre cooked you know, dozens and dozens of ingredients in their burgers, similar to what a lot of districts around the country serve. Um, but we, we thought we could do better. And, and we, we jumped into the premium beef brand with a, with a burger. And uh, that slowly at, at that time we were licensed to serve certified Angus beef burgers. And I was like, why don't you just give me a regular license? And, you know, well, the other stuff you're serving doesn't, doesn't meet our standards. So, you know, we we need to protect our brand and that, that's a real thing. So over the course of a couple of years, we transitioned all of our beef into certified Angus beef. And uh, I can't wait to, for you to explain to our listeners today why that makes a difference. Because there's a ton of 
quality beef programs out there, right? So you're not the only premium beef brand out there. There are others. I believe, I believe Certified Angus Beef has some standards in place that sets you apart from the rest of them. Um, and, and I believe I need your help <laughs> explaining that to our listeners today of why it matters that, that, that Certified Angus Beef and why I tout it so much. So tell us about Certified Angus Beef. How, how does beef get qualified to be there? Who owns it? You know, yep, yep. everything. So let's go back to 1978. Uh, uh, you had a lot of different animals in this country, a lot of beef animals coming from the Europe, European uh, area. Uh, there was just a lot of different mixed breeds that were, that were here, and uh, there wasn't a lot of quality. It was all just kind of, you know, it was just beef, and it was okay. It was not, not really high quality. That the truth of the matter with with our company, and we're owned by the American Angus Association, who that is a uh, made up of about twenty five thousand ranchers uh, spread out across the United States. Uh, they're all uh, in the United States. We don't uh, everything certified Angus beef will be raised in the United States and or in Canada. We do have product that's raised up there as well. Uh, but in seventy eight, uh, a true story: a rancher. Uh, went and had a steak in Chicago at a, at a steakhouse, and it was called Angus Steak on the menu. Uh, he had a terrible experience, and he came back to, to the members of the association at the time and said, we need to do something. We need to start a program that's about, about uh, good quality beef with standards, measurements that it had to meet to become certified Angus beef. And that's, they came up with a program called Certified Angus Beef, and it was, uh, at the time, a regional manager with the name, by the name of Mick Colvin was tasked with starting this company, Certified Angus Beef. Uh, he lived in, in, in Worcester, Ohio, and that's why we're based out of there today. The American Angus Association is based out of Missouri, St. Joe, Missouri is where they're from. But the idea at the time, he worked with a, a meat scientist at the Ohio State University uh, to come up with 10, 10 science-based specifications that the government USDA graders would grade the product by to, to measure that quality. And today, it's exactly the same thing. We were the first program, it's called a G1, the government one specification uh, to, to, to have a government graded program. Uh, today, there's 130, 40 programs out there and about 75 or, or 80 would be Angus based programs. So, you know, at the time it was, we were the only program for about 10 years and then another program came on and they've just multiplied. So the difference as we were talking earlier, Joe, is, is that our program is, is wholly owned by the American Angus Association. They're a nonprofit company. We're a nonprofit company. All of the other programs out there, every single one of them are profit-based programs. Most of them are owned by packers. So the big four packers would be IBP Swift, JBS, and National Beef. Uh, they would all process certified Angus beef, uh, usually first in their system when, when, when they're doing it. And basically, if it doesn't make it in our program, if, if, if three out of 10 animals that are identified as Angus-type animals go up to get graded to be in our program and meet the 10 specs, only three of those animals make it in our program. The well, other seven would go into other programs out there. And that's kind of where all that fallout is. And you hear Angus beef here and Angus beef there. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, there's only one sort of, if it's not certified, it's not the best. That's really cool. I had no idea about all of that. And I think it um, speaks very highly of certified Angus beef and the association to make sure that the brand is protected because of how much care and thought you all hold within this product as well. When I first came to Greenville, my dad was trying to sell me meat. He's a meat broker. 
And I was like, um, I don't know, Dad. Everything we do here is certified Angus beef. And instead of being like, oh, cool, he goes like, why? And that's the why. I mean, there's so much care and attention that goes into everything. And our students may not know the difference, and they may as they get older into the upper grade levels, but their parents sure see that as something very special. I've had friends that have um, their children are students in our in our school system here, and they're trying to learn more and more about what school nutrition is and what we do. And one of the things that I say to them that catches their attention, I can go on and on about our local produce, but if I say we are the only school nutrition program to offer certified Angus beef, every time somebody goes, no way. Whoa. And then I've even seen a friend of mine tell another friend, hey, did you know? And then the, it spreads because your brand is that well-known. That's really cool. I, I, I think it's, I said this once, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep repeating it. I think it's our responsibility to serve our kids the highest quality food possible. And, you know, partnering with, with Certified Angus Beef has been uh, important for me because a big part of my job is telling my community our story like they charge us with taking care of their kids mm -hmm. when they're at school. You know, they, you know, there's teachers and principals and everybody else involved too. But, you know, for many students, two out of three meals they eat every day happen at school. And for a number of students, the only time they're getting quality nutrition is when they're at school. Yeah. And there are kids, and this is a smaller number, that the only time they really get any real food is at school quality or not quality. So, mm -hmm. uh, for that reason, you know, it's our, you know, we need to do everything we can to make sure we're serving the best possible. And so, um, are there other premium brands out there? Yeah. Let me, let me continue. One thing on that is that our mission statement is to create demand for registering as cattle. Yeah. And in doing that, what we're really doing is the, the Angus ranchers that are out there and, and their families that are, and you've met them, Joe, second, third generation families that, yes. uh, that, that just want to have that lifestyle, right? Salt of the earth people. And, and they really are. And everybody talks about local. You know, we want local this, local that. Beef's the one thing that's very difficult to do on a local level just because of the way the system's set up. And yeah. we can we can get into this in more detail if you want. But it's, you know, most of the beef is actually harvested. Uh, it's raised all over the country. But you have this central system in the middle of the country where where the where the corn's grown, where the and we talked about BMW this morning, where all the structures set up yeah. around it, just like the BMW plant with the Michelin Tire plant next door. That's the way it works out in the Midwest, and that's why that's where most of the cattle are processed, harvested out there. But basically, the cattle ranchers are all over the country, and really, this is set up for them just to be able to have that way of life that they're used to in the second, third generation. In fact, last year. Uh, the, the, the cattle ranchers that made the grade certified Angus beef were paid back $190 million to, by the Packers, extra premium. That's what happens when you get up and above over choice. They make a premium uh, that amounted to $182 million last year. That's what it was. And, That's incredible. Uh, I think, this, you know, you talked about those, those second, third, sometimes even fourth generation cattle ranchers, and there's this misconception in our country that the vast majority of beef that is raised, whether it be premium beef or, or lower quality select beef, is raised by uh, giant corporations with millions of head and heads of herd in their in their system and you know just factory farmed in reality, and I don't know the exact percentage, but I, I talked about this with my friend Matt. Um, 
who's a third generation cattle rancher. So the average ranch would be about 44 head of cattle. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, 44 yep. head of cattle. Yep. Wow. And over 90% of the beef raised in this country is raised from cattle ranchers like him and his family. So it, it they're not giant corporations. They are, they are salt of the earth. Uh, cattle ranchers who've been doing this for two, three, four generations who care more about their animals than people really understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, bottom line, it's, it's a business just like any other business where they're going to take care of their, their animals because they've got money invested in them. And at the end of the day, they're doing this to, to, to pay for their family's livelihood. Right. But uh, there's more to it than that, much more to it. And uh, these folks are the salt of the earth, just like you said. And I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of different ranching families yeah. and they're all, they're all just like that. They're yeah. just great people. Great and, people. Uh, just, it's just been one of the best parts of my job. Mine, mine as well. So getting to meet some of those people, um, or, or at least a group of people who are, or a part of a group of people who are responsible for raising uh, the high quality beef served in our program. For me, I always like telling the story. Lauren's a, a farm to school genius, and uh, explaining to our community where their where their cherry tomatoes were grown, or their, where their watermelons were grown. You know that specific farmer over there. Um, and Greenville's such a large district that I don't care how local you want to get. There's there's not a farmer or a rancher anywhere. Make sure I say that right. There, there's not a farmer or a rancher anywhere near us that could possibly handle us. So we can't yeah. say, hey, we're going to go to, you know, Farmer Bob over there and we're going to use all his, his cattle. Mm -hmm. Impossibility. Farmer Bob could yep. not raise enough cattle to support us. Um, same goes for cantaloupes and watermelons and squash and zucchini. So local is very, very, very important to us. We like to keep uh, the money in our own community as much as possible. Mm -hmm. When we can't, we make sure we buy the highest quality products mm -hmm. that are that are sourced from from good companies. It's really important to us for a number of reasons, and I think we start with it's speaking directly to the produce side of things. It's more new. It provides a higher nutritional value to our students when they're getting those items that have not been shipped from across the country and, you know, put into ethylene gas chambers and things like that in order to ripen. We let them ripen on the vine. They get to our students and it's a higher nutritional value for them. One of the things I'm finding here, though, especially with different pockets within our county, is a lot of our students come from farming families. And so they have a lot of value and they're proud of those things and they want to continue to learn. And a lot of them want to continue to pass on that knowledge. So we've got amazing agricultural programs within our high schools and our elementary school students are the ones that you're teaching and they're, you know, big eyed and very into it. And then you get to the high school level and I find that they're the ones usually teaching me new things, which is really cool. So I know that's not necessarily unique to Greenville. It's all over the country that there's, you know, smaller farms, family farms, um, especially with directly what you're talking about with cattle ranchers, where that is at the heart and the home of what those students go home to. So I think it's really important all of our local efforts are not just to, um, you know, do or I should say that it involves so much more than just doing what we can for the local economy. It goes on and on, hopefully for future generations, too. I like I like the the way that you guys talk about what you're doing on social media and and your audience is the 
is the, the the moms and dads of these kids, right? Yes, and they're yes. they're seeing what you're doing here. And if it doesn't get talked about, they might not really know about it. And uh, you guys just do a tremendous job in that. But uh, again, when when you talk about quality, the the ten specs that that make up certified Angus beef, it starts with the number one thing, Joe, and that's marbling, right? So marbling is where all the flavor, juiciness, and tenderness is in beef. If you don't have marbling, and, and sometimes, you know, you'll go to the grocery store and you'll see beef that's, uh, that's just red. You know, there's not any white flecks of, uh, mm-hmm. of marbling in the meat at all. Uh, you know, back in the day, that's what people liked. They, they, uh, they would go to the store and give me the leanest piece of beef there is. And that's when, you know, the quality of beef wasn't very good. But today, all that's changing. And, uh, uh, you know, people are understanding what quality beef is more and more. But marbling is the number one spec. Uh, in a chef's world, Joe, and you'd understand this, the, the sizing specs are super important. Uh, when you talk about middle meats, uh, ribeye strips and tenderloins, it's all about sizing. So you have that, uh, uh, that ribeye that's got that 10 to 16 square inch spec that we have is very specific. And what that does, it gives you a very thick steak, right? And it, 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 it's so that, so that when, you know, you don't have plate envy from a guy sitting across from him, he's got a steak and his is, his is this big and yours is this big and, and this thin, you know. So it's, it's kind of a uh, – the marbling and the consistency specs are the most important. Uh, a few of the other specs, and I won't get into all 10 of them, but a few of the other ones are more about appearance because 50% of what we do as a company would be retail. So people are looking at our product in a meat case – and they're buying it like that. So it, it has to look good as well. And so we, we go to uh, uh, extremes to make sure that there's not, you know, blood spots and, and dark cutters, we call them, that makes the beef turn, turn kind of purplish looking and things like that. We'll get into all that stuff. The most important specs are marbling because that's the flavor, juiciness, and consistency, and then the sizing specs. And that's, that's really what we talk about mostly because uh, that's what the chefs, you know, really care about. Well, again, telling that story is very, very important to us because we learned early on, if you don't tell your story, somebody's going to tell it for you, and they're not going to tell it right. And we believe our community needs to know uh, the efforts we go through to get them the highest quality food possible. And, you know, we're we're helping encourage other districts around the country, too, to take a look at their program. Now, not saying we don't look at our program every day because we do. We did today. Me and you had a visit to a school today. And in my mind, I'm looking at things that we can do better. And we, that's kind of our mission every day. How do we get a little bit better? But um, I, I think our social media platforms have had some impact because people are asking about, you know, how can I serve certified Angus beef or another premium brand? But how do I improve the quality of my program? So hopefully we're going to have some impact and help some other districts understand how they can incorporate some higher quality proteins in their program like certified Angus beef which is going to result in a better program overall for them. Um, now, we're kind of a unicorn for you guys, right? Very much. It, and I know early on, and it was, I don't know if anybody on my staff even knows this, but you know, I was working with um, some people at, at Cisco to incorporate all kinds of higher quality proteins in and, here. And, and I got to say, that, that was really the basis, I think. You're working with a great distributor that cares yeah. about what you guys are doing, and they're, they're very centered on the center of the plate and mm-hmm. knowing what they're doing. They're one of our best partners around the country. Is, uh, Cisco certainly is, but Cisco Columbia specifically does a great job. And I think they were you know, uh, uh, an important part of the equation of, of getting you at this level of, of what you're doing. They were, they, and, and they were, um, they have been great partners for us for a long time since they had our contract. And early on, they said, help us understand your vision. And I said, well, this is where I want to go. I want to serve better food. I want to 
pour more money back into my local economy. I want to like completely reinvent what people think of school food services. And one by one, they helped them and other people as well. But they were they were able to help direct me to some um, resources and and uh, other other people throughout the industry that were help us reach that mission. You know, so they were they were instrumental in that uh, for sure. Um, great, great, great partner. But they asked us early on, you know, what does your vision look like, and how can we identify some some partners for you? Um, but it took us a while to actually receive. And I talked to you about this a while ago, and I don't think you even realize it. But you know, I was buying all this certified Angus beef, and I wasn't getting the I wasn't getting a license yet, and I wasn't asking for it. But I was told to just keep doing this, and then finally I asked, you know, I want to be able to put that trademark next to my post, yep. so I could tell my people that look, this is legit. We're we're actually using all certified Angus beef. If not, there would be some problems from them if I'm if I'm using their trademark. And then, you know, our friend Anna Ballard said, dude, they've been vetting you for a year. Yep. I'm like, what do you mean they've been vetting me? I've been buying their stuff. And they're like, it doesn't matter. You've been buying their stuff. And they wanted to make sure that you were buying their stuff. And um, I had given Adam at that time permission to share data with you guys. Um, but not only did they have to vet that you're actually buying the stuff, but like, are you doing a good job with it? Do we want to associate ourselves with a K-12 school, school food service program? Because again, unicorn, right? Like it's not what you guys would ever think about. And now we've been partners for a while now and it's, it's, uh, I think you guys appreciate it. Thank you. Too. So there's two things. We do have a vetting process. So when a, when a restaurant comes to us or, a uh, you know, it could be a country club, could be any any food service operation. Your point, we don't have, we've never had a school food service operation become licensed before, but we, we have a vetting process and we also track every pound that's sold. So our partners like a Cisco Columbia would, re, would report to us on a weekly basis who they're selling product to. So I, we know exactly what items anybody's using uh, and and we know who they're buying them from. And the reason we do that is to protect the integrity of the customer who is paying the premium for certified Angus beef. And the guy down the street wants to use our logo, which you can pull off the web anytime you want. Uh, and he says he's using it and he's not. Mm. And so we have a conversation with that individual about, hey, you can't use our logo. This is our, our logo. We own this. And, and we, uh, we have the right to, uh, to let anyone use it that we want to or not. And uh, so that's kind of what happened with Joe in the Greenville County school system. We want to make sure it was a good fit yeah. and it's been a great fit. It's and, been a great fit. And yeah. You guys have been great partners and you continue to help us find ways to elevate our program by showing us opportunities or, or introducing us to um, different manufacturers that do a really good job for maybe say some further processing items. And then, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Wooster for a, uh, uh, the chef's collaborative and uh that was a great time and i mm -hmm. you know amazing facility amazing chefs um tell us about that facility and the training center there and, and the meat lab so we have a facility up in worcester ohio that's separate from our office up there but it's a uh basically it's an old restaurant that we redid it was an italian restaurant that had been up there for years and uh we bought the facility uh we we use it for a couple of different purposes uh training is the main thing we bring we have a uh, uh, basically a working restaurant out front where we have a we have a conference area uh, where, where we also have uh, we can serve meals on the on the, the right hand side of that if you will. But the main reason to go up there is to go to the meat lab, which you went through, 
Uh, we have two uh, meat scientists on staff up at CAB. That uh, one is a PhD, Daniel, uh, and his wife Diana, who has a master's in meat science. She's incredible. Uh, they're they're just incredible people, and they love what they do. And uh, they're a husband and wife team. It's just amazing uh, to to watch them work. But we get groups up. We're we're booked out. I mean, for me to get a group up there today, I'm looking at October, November. In fact, with a group this week that I'm I'm trying to get up there because it's such a sought after experience right so what what joe's talking about chef summit is what it's called we do that once a year up there we also have a chef tour which we do out west which is uh which is kind of neat the chef summit brings together about 25 chefs from around the country around the world really we'll bring people in from we we our product is sold in 54 different countries and we will bring people from wherever they can get to us to, to the culinary center it's a it's uh, always a great experience, but to bring those people together in a room, and I, I don't know, were there 25 people in the one Yeah, you roughly. I think it was 25. People from everywhere. You're probably yeah. still in touch with some of those guys. I am. We actually yeah. forged some partnerships with, uh, you know her, Carla DiLorenzo oh, yeah. from yeah. Uh, Los Tonitos down in Miami. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. Uh, we actually could, we were on separate teams during, during that event, and, and uh, we actually won. Our, our team won. We made some incredible sliders. Uh, but <laughs> she made some ridiculous empanadas. Empanadas, that's her thing. Ridiculous yeah. empanadas. So, and we partnered with her, and, and we did a cafeteria takeover at one of our schools, and she, I asked her, I was like, oh, I, need your, I need your empanada recipe. She was like, dude, it's my grandmother's recipe. I, <laughs> that's awesome. But hell yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah. You're going to serve it to kids? I'd be honored. Yeah. So she gave us that recipe, and oh, God, they're hard to make. Yeah. <laughs> so, we had to make so many of them in such a short time, but the kids loved them, and they yeah. weren't as pretty as hers because she's an artiste yes. with her empanada. She'll maker. gladly send them up to you, I'm oh, sure. So yeah. I'm sure yeah. she yeah. would. Yeah. And after, after, after making 800 of them, I think I'll take her up on that next time. <laughs> so, so the curriculum when we bring people up there real quick would be that, that it's a – it's a little bit of uh, this is who certified Angus beef is. This is what we do. Uh, these are the benefits that you get from being partnered with us because we have a staff that's dedicated. We have about 150 people up in Worcester that are dedicated to, uh, you know, social media, uh, helping restaurants, uh, you know, advertise their products at the at the store level and or on social media, things like that. But uh, so, so part of it's that, but the, 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 the fun part for the, the chefs that come up is to go into the meat lab and, and to fabricate a side of beef. And that's what they do. So they'll break down a side of beef cut by cut, uh, following the seam and going down and we'll, we'll cook products. You say, Hey, this is inside skirt. This is outside skirt steak. How are they different? And we'll cook them right there and let people taste them and, and things like that. But it's most, most chefs don't get the opportunity in their career to actually, uh, you know, break down a side of beef. Uh, mm-hmm. it's just, you, you think, oh, that's not so uh, unusual. It really is. It's not, uh, something they don't ship beef by the sides anymore. No, in, in no, the that, old days, yeah, old days when I started, day. they could come on a rail car, right. And yeah. we had sawdust in there. I'm not that old, but this is, <laughs> this is true. You know, we had sawdust on the floor at, at, at uh, the company I first went to work for. And, uh, one of my yeah. father's best friends growing up in New Jersey, um, had a, had a company called mid Atlantic beef and he, you know, they would ship whole, whole cows in there and they would butcher them and that's kind of a lost art these yeah. days yep. um but you know i i there, there's good and bad in that i used to love going to that butcher shop because it, it was cool to see the process and learn it um we don't see too many butcher shops around anymore so we get our sides of beef up there from a local uh, butcher called boliance uh, uh company they, they probably harvest 30 30 head of cattle a week that's it and uh a lot of the cattle that they get uh 
actually some of them are raised by some of the employees that work for us that, that are cattle ranchers. And, oh, wow. uh, uh, you, you went to Mandy's farm, I think the outer yeah, holes. Yeah, so oh, they're amazing. We, we get it. And most of what we get up there is certified Angus beef prime. It's yeah. just amazing. So we get just uh, some amazing beef up there, but again, to, to bring chefs in up there or even dis distributor partners and bring them up and do the same thing and teach them about beef so that they can go out and educate their customers and, and just become, uh, uh, you know, ambassadors for the brand, if you will. And uh, that's that's what we do. Uh, it's 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 and to, to that tune last year, and I said in bragging, but to, to give you scale of what we do, it's we our partners sold 1.2 billion pounds of certified Angus beef last year wow. in 54 different countries. Okay, wow. so Middle East is a really big partner. Uh, we have a we have an office in Tokyo, Japan. We have employees in, in Tokyo. We have employ uh, employee in Hong Kong. We also have a, a, a lady in South Korea that works for us. And uh, so these are big, big uh, uh, parts of our business as well. Probably makes up 15% today of our total business will be uh, export. Really? Yeah. And you guys do more than just, I think we, we spoke about this a little bit, and I just want to make sure that I have it right. You guys do your best to use the whole animal, mm -hmm. correct? Can you talk a little bit to sure. that? Sure. So there's a lot of uh, premium beef programs out there that that are focused on, you know, getting their name out there, doing great product, but they just doing the middle meats because, frankly, it's it's hard to get a premium for you know an inside round, which mm -hmm. is what you make roast beef with, you know, or or ground beef in particular. You know, it's hard to get a premium for that. But but our program and the specs that we have in place ensure the quality level that people will pay the premium for. And that's the bottom line. And so we're able to, because our mission is to sell the whole animal because we, we work for the ranchers and that's, yeah. that's their whole goal. Uh, it, it's just different than any other program out there. There's nobody, there's no other program like us out there that, that, that focuses on the entire animal. For oh, sure. that's awesome. Yeah. And we like to, everybody kind of gets hung up on local. Joe alluded to it earlier, and you guys would do a great job with your produce and things like that. But, you know, you're not buying local strawberries all year long. You're getting that from somewhere else, you know, from, uh, you know, Mexico sometimes a year, things like that. I think people get hung up on the the whole local thing. and Because uh, it's sexy sounding. Oh, it is. And uh, yeah. But but don't don't go local and sacrifice quality. You know, mm -hmm. that's the thing. And that's what we see people doing. And uh, it amazes me because I see it all the time, actually. And uh, but when uh, local, like from a chef perspective, when local and the best quality intersect, yes, all day long, baby. Yep, all day long, you yep. got to do that. Yep. But like I said, if if when we can get local strawberries, which is a small window here in South Carolina, but we have a but window. we have them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have them, but generally not enough to not super, super local enough to serve our schools. So you know, we buy as many as we can here in Greenville. And, you know, we might go into uh, North Carolina a little bit or other parts of South Carolina. But, you know, within a 100-mile radius, we buy as much local as possible. But when local strawberries are crap, we're not buying local strawberries. You know, there's, it doesn't make sense. We got to buy them from California at that point. Yep. If, the local, if the local strawberries are no good, we don't serve them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the beef industry, as we talked about earlier, it's it's uh, it's local everywhere because that's the animals are raised every every single state of this country. <clears throat> and it's just amazing when you go across the country and look at the way the things they eat and 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 the way it's done all around the, the country in the different parts. Florida, where you're from, uh, we have some partners down there that are that are orange farmers. 
as well. Mm-hmm. And so the byproducts that they they these are orange juice guys, right? So they're 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 squeezing the juice and they've got all the the peel left. Mm-hmm. Well, they grind that up and feed it back to the cows. Nice. That's what they do. So this is all product that would end up in the landfill, mm-hmm. right? So it's you know the the, the median like talk about how, you know, beef cattle are, you know, bad for the environment. But in fact, it's quite the opposite. They, they're able to eat foods that would end up in the landfill and process it into tasty beef that would normally just be wasted, right? Well, it's like anything else. I'm sure there are um, some cattle ranchers out there who aren't raising their cattle properly. Just like there's farmers who are using, you know, way more pesticides or whatever else is not good for, for that kind of program. Um, you know, there's good and bad in every industry, and I'm I'm happy that we partner with uh, organizations such as yourself and others who have standards in place, so we can we can be confident when we tell our our community that we're doing the best we can for them. You visited our school today, and and, and the first time you visited was a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think? I was really impressed. I, I, I'll tell you what I was most impressed with are the people. Absolutely. With you guys. I mean, just amazing. It's all, all starts with the team. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think leadership and the, and the team that you have working with you is, is, is the most important element and that whole uh, most important component in the whole mix. And you, you you can't take bad product and come out with a good product, but you got to start with good people. And I I really saw that today in in the places where I, where I was. Cannot say enough about the people that work for the entire food and nutrition services department. They are amazing. Well, I think I think they're really proud of what you guys are doing because I think a lot of them were there before. Yeah, you, you came. Talked to a couple today. Yeah, yeah and and they're they're seeing the, the 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 dramatic change that's happened just with the the effort that you guys have put into making it more of a quality mm-hmm. statement. And mm-hmm. it's you know that you can just see the reflection in them and how how pleased they were and proud to to, to be part of it. How could you not be? You know, yeah. we we talked earlier that first and foremost we're in the people business. You know, if if we don't if we don't find a way to engage our people, give them the resources they need, get them to understand our mission and take that mission on to, on themselves, we can have all the plans we want in the world, but if you don't take care of your people, it's never never going to happen. So we're very, very fortunate in that, you know, we, we have support from our school board, our superintendent, administration, but, you know, without the support of our staff, none of what we do would be remotely possible. So... Shout out to all the School Food Rock staff out there. You guys kill it every day. You know it. You know I'm your biggest fan. Um, glad, uh, Blake, you got to see that in person today. Um, you saw people that were very proud of the work they were doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was a good one. So one of the things I was going to say that I was thought about earlier was you've been to our annual conference. We do that once a year in September. And this is a, a, a seminar for about 800 people attended. And it's people from all over the spectrum of the beef industry. So it's it's the ranchers, it's the uh, distributor partners that we have, it's it's chefs, people like Joe that are there. Uh, it, it's just amazing to bring all these folks together. It's the processors are there, so the the packers that would do just the, the you know the raw beef, and then there's the value added guys that are there as well. Joe met with a bunch of different people when he was out there this last time, and uh, no other company then certified Angus beef brings all these people together in a room. There's no, there's nobody else that does that. Yeah. Uh, it's just pretty special. And it's, you had every piece of the puzzle in that yep. room at one time. Yep. And, and then there was me, this weird school <laughs> service guy who was like, there was 
weird buzz and I didn't like, really what do you do? I didn't yeah. even really know about it. But you know, when people would read my name tag, they're like, Wait a minute, we were just talking about you guys. You guys don't really do that. And I was like, Of course we do. They wouldn't invite us here if we didn't do yeah. that. They're like, Tell me more. Mm-hmm. And you know, I got I got the opportunity to sit at the chef's table during the, the final awards thing. I don't know how many people were in that. And it's eight hundred people. Yeah, there was yeah. a ton of people and I was fortunate. I think there might have been a dozen or fifteen or sixteen people table. at the yeah. at the head table. And um I got I got the opportunity to meet a number of very very interesting people, but it, um, the people right next to me were third generation cattle farmers, and I was just enamored with them. So I was like, "Tell me more." And them with you, yeah. And then right? at the end of it, he's like, "Same thing, yeah, dude." I I couldn't focus on your questions because I was like, "Dude, how do you do that?" And I'm like, "Oh no no, this is about you. How do you do that?" Yeah. And so that we we forged a little friendship after that. And he's I was actually on his podcast, and it's his turn to be on our podcast next. And I learned so much about those people. Um, but then I was, you know, when I'm telling them what we do and showing them pictures, like, oh, that's what we do. And he's showing his life one, that's what kids eat mm-hmm. <laughs> in Greenville. And then as a, a, the awardees were coming up to accept their award, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy makes my Philly cheesesteak beef. Oh, oh, yeah, that's my ground beef guy. And he was like, wow, what, really? So um, for me, it was, like, cool because we were this weird little unicorn there in, in this group of, very, very diverse beef lovers. Yep. Connecting all those people together is what we're all about. So and, you know, f- for me, I've got something for for both of you that I'm interested in. As much as I love being a part of a system that is considered a unicorn, why aren't more school districts doing what we do? And how do we help them understand the importance of bringing on a brand this strong that cares as much as you all clearly do? How do we help encourage others do what we're doing because we're very much about best practice. Yeah, share, 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 share. Mm-hmm. So that's a question. That's a for question. You. I think it's a question for you. I mean, this is your business. My my answer to that is obvious in that it that it's I think it, it's a premium product. I think that the uh, the restrictions placed on the 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 school feeding system are such that it it doesn't really lend itself to spending you know extra money on. Um, more quality food. It's just the way it is. The I, perception of that being the yeah. fact yes. is yes. real. Yes. Because if it was really the fact, you like, wouldn't be able to I do it. I started on this mission a long time ago, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it burn out, run out of money. You're going to run out of money. You're not going to be able to afford to do this. When in reality, we look at this as a business because it is. We're in the business of feeding school kids. I have the largest restaurant chain in Greenville, South Carolina. I feed more more people um, by far than anybody else. So we run this just like we would run restaurants in the real world, which is understanding cost and menu engineering and all those things and, you know, focusing on training and support, all those things that would make a restaurant or a chain restaurant successful. We implement those practices here. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we changed that mindset here in Greenville that we started operating this like a chain restaurant which is, you know, it's, it, I don't mean that in any kind of negative way. It was we're responsible for a very large budget. And if our people don't understand how to control food costs, we're not doing our, 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 our community a service at all because we're not going to be able to reinvest that money back into better food. So it all started with all those best practices, following recipes, uh, learning how to control waste, learning how to do all those things that would be uh, necessary in the restaurant world here in the school food world, same thing with uh, labor costs. So learning how to control and utilize the labor where you need it. Once we got that under control, now there's extra revenue, right? So now I had, doing the same amount of business, we had extra revenue that we were able to reinvest into better food. 
when we reinvest it into better food, what happens? More kids start eating with us. That's so right. now we're still controlling all our costs. We're we're putting menus out that meet the ridiculously strong and stringent USDA uh, nutritional guidelines. Doing that for sure. We have to do that or we can't get funded. But we're doing it in a way that we can serve better food to kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it can be done. And I, I had the pleasure, and I, maybe this was three years ago. I want to say it was right before, I think it was January before COVID hit. Um, and, and I'm going to get the name of this conference wrong so you can correct me on that. But I was on stage in Amelia Island. Um, it was me, um, Curtis Osmond from Three Forks Prime Steakhouse in Dallas. Forgive me if I get that. You got a number of them out there. Forgive me if I get the name wrong, but it's Three Forks. And then Anthony DiBernardo. So there was one of the, the nation's premier steakhouse owners, operators, uh, a kick-ass pit master from uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, little old me, a K-12 school food service director, all on stage talking to, I think it was like three or 400 people in the audience. And I, be- I believe they were all salespeople. Was that right? <clears throat> yep. So that's our food service leader summit is, okay. is what that is. We do two, two conventions a year. One is the annual conference for about 800 people. We're doing the uh, uh, food service leader summit comes up in just a couple of weeks, actually. And it's about, about 300 people. Yeah. And, and so uh, it was weird, I think, for you guys to have me speak at that conference. And if you looked I don't at think the, weird is the word to use. But I mean, you could. <laughs> well, maybe weird is that word. It was out of Unique. the ordinary. Unusual. It was unusual yeah. for you to have a school food service director speak at, at this conference um, for the sole reason that there was no school food service directors in, in this certified Angus beef business, right? But I was on stage with this super, super, super high-end uh, steakhouse guy. And somebody who's becoming regarded as one of the better pit masters in the country, who's a good friend of mine, Anthony DiBernardo, um, and me. And we all talked to the audience about why certified Angus beef is important. And it was strange. You know, you go to one of those guys' restaurants and you and your wife are going to spend like, I don't know, they're going to spend four or 500 bucks by the time you get some wine. And- not at Anthony's place. But no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis's spot. So How Curtis's- much wine are we calling? Like, yeah, so I Curtis's mean, spot a- at... at uh, at uh, Three Forks, you're going to spend a premium dollar there. It's oh, a, yeah. it's an it's an event. It's where you go for your anniversary or a very very special occasion. He spoke about the importance of quality food for his kids. And then mm-hmm. our friend Anthony, who you you know, he's going to spend significantly less at his restaurant because you know he serves the best barbecue around, in my opinion, and it's affordable. And he talked to the audience about why it was important to serve the best quality products to your customers. And then I got on there and talked about school food. And at the end of the day, every one of us said the same thing. Yeah. Right? And afterwards, I got inundated from people in the audience going, we never even, these are salespeople. Yep. Never even. I I work in an area where there's like, these are a lot of Florida people down there too. I work in an area where like probably one of the largest school districts in the country, you know, much larger than us here in Greenville. I wouldn't even think to call on them. Oh my God! There's an opportunity yeah. to serve premium, high quality food to kids. Tell me how to get there. So I think we need to do a better job of that. I'm not saying everybody in the country needs to be certified Angus beef. I am saying everybody should be serving the best beef they can. Absolutely. Right? And those that can achieve a level and and rise and, and serve something like certified Angus beef, they should if they if they can because their customers and their community deserves it. So part of our mission is, and we do this with 
our fresh fruit and veggie programs and our farm to school programs. And it's, this is not tout and beef today. This is our effort to always try to help school districts come to another level. So the children in this country can have better school food. So how do we get there? So for those of you listening out there, if you want to find out, you know how to call me, you know, we, you know, we share everything. Give me a call, give Lauren a call, shoot us an email. We'll help you get there. That's part of our, our mission here. We love to do it. And I think we say frequently, people are not in school nutrition business for the money of it. You are in it because you care. I mean, I think about the Illinois group that we had here of those three people. It was an assistant superintendent, the director of finance, and a concerned parent that came down here to make their program better. Clearly, these are people who care. And if you care so much about what you're serving your students, why wouldn't you go with a brand like Certified Angus Beef to know that you're providing high-quality food, a protected brand, and you're not going to go wrong with that? Now, financially, you can get there easily, I feel, especially with the way that you just monitor your, your, your operation as if it is a business, for sure. And let's not be shy to the fact that some operations are operating with a high fund balance. Put that money back into your program for your students. Can't stress it enough. You'll be feel better about it. They'll be eating better. And it will definitely help get your community, whether it's your school community or your parents involved as well. So I love that we represent the Certified Angus brand. And now that I know more about it, I feel pretty proud that we do get to represent such a high quality product. Yeah, not everybody gets the opportunity. To no, that's cool. Well, you guys do it across the board. So like you said, it's not just about beef. It's you start with the with the produce and it's just Everything you're doing is top of the line. Yeah. You know, we're, just so, proud, we're just proud to be part of it. We so. put as much energy and thought and passion into creating vegetarian recipes for our customers that live that lifestyle. I mean, we, we do that too. So, we, you know, I, I'm definitely, people definitely know me as the guy who touts certified Angus beef because I'm the only guy who does it. Um, they feel the same way when I talk about seafood nutrition partnership. Uh, those are, those are both outstanding, uh, national widely recognized as the best in the industry nonprofit organizations you know one representing the beef industry one and uh, representing the seafood uh, industry and I'm I'm grateful to be uh, chef ambassadors for both those organizations but I'm equally um, and you know Lauren may be more than me but I am equally as passionate about trying to find ways to serve the best vegetarian food we can. Oh, no. Yeah, you're very passionate about that. Whatever we're doing for our students, it better be at the best level. Yeah, so it's not just beef. It's not just seafood. It's everything. Mm -hmm. It's everything. And this is beef is a huge part of our program, and we're grateful for the partnership. I wanted to reach the the counter today and tell the little kid that you don't know what you've got here. Right. I mean, I should have seen the food I ate when I was growing up yeah. in school. You know, this is a, it's a big deal. You guys do a great job. And it yeah. is, and it's our responsibility yeah. to do that. And hopefully that helps them be better eaters throughout their entire life. You know, I I hope that, yeah. they, they, that they do realize and that they don't, that they understand that food should always be this good. I'm good with that if that's what they think of when they go to make themselves a meal later. Or they go home and teach their family how to do things too. That's fantastic. And actually I got to tell both of you guys this uh, – Funny story, when I moved here, it was maybe like a year ago, I'd been here for two years, and we had people visit, and they were like, where is the best place to get a burger? And I had to think, and I was like, no place is as good as our school, schools to go to for a burger. And I still stand by it. I've never had a burger outside of our school district that I find better here in Greenville than what we serve in our schools. Yeah, we we got some great restaurants around here that 
I'm going to bring you to that, that serve an awesome burger. I got to say that. But quality-wise, it's not better than ours. I was going to say we'll do it. Yeah. You're gonna I'm pay, a tough you're judge. You're going to pay 15 bucks for it. At <laughs> least. At least. Yeah. At least. So, I mean, what you saw today was uh, an example of what, what we like to provide our customers. You saw uh, a variety of, of high-quality proteins offered to our kids in one meal. You saw a number of vegetarian options offered to our kids at the meal today. You saw a lot of fresh fruit and really good cooked vegetables and happy kids. And uh, you're at a school today that I think she said 85% of her student population eats with her. And that's a huge number. And it specifically, I think she mentioned when... Oh, when, when they do the Our nacho certified bar. Angus beef products are served. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 85%, and this is not a school that's 100% uh, free meal status or, mm-hmm. you know, 80% free and 10% reduced. And, and 10%. This, this is one that's about 50-50. Mm-hmm. Those students are choosing to pay for our meals when they don't have to, and that's that means a lot. And, uh, you know, it all starts with our people and then everybody else that helps support them. So um, I think that's a cool thing, and... So happy you came today. We're gonna we're gonna get ready to wrap up. Is there anything else you want to add? Just uh, appreciate the opportunity to come here and, and talk with you guys, and really seeing the school system today, seeing the two schools we went to was awesome. And uh, you just really people don't understand how it all works, uh, and uh, I think everybody should take the opportunity if they if they could to come see what you guys are doing. And, we appreciate uh, that. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, and I I know with with the social media that the parents are seeing it, they're they're reading about it, and uh, I know the kids are going home talking about it. They got to be right. Yeah. Well, let's hope. But, let's uh, hope. We're proud of what we do. We're thankful that Certified Angus Beef entrusts us enough to allow me to have that distinction of being a licensed provider. Um, for any of the any of you out there who who want to uh, elevate the beef programs in your, in your school district, whether you're a director yourself or whether you're a school board member or you're a local salesman for that area, or you're just a concerned community member, contact us and uh, we'll help you get started. And uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of the school food rocks podcast. Thank you, Blake, for joining us. And until next time, let's go. Thank you.